7: Uh, at least we hope, of the podcast world, the iHeart family of podcasts. You can hear The Fifth Hour every week. You know that already, so you've downloaded it. And here we are, ta-da, with this weekend's edition of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller and David Gascon. Now, uh, we will have a lot to talk about today, I think. Uh, It's going to be very interesting to see if we can pull this one off. There's some behind-the-scenes maneuvering, which you don't need to know about. I was told by a program director early in my Radio career, they don't need to know how you make the hot dogs because no one will eat the hot dogs. Uh, but we we have some some technical uh, technical issues, uh, as they say, but we are here uh, for you, and you don't really care about that. And we'll probably edit all that out of the podcast anyway, so it won't matter. So it'll sound smooth. It'll sound clean. But on this edition of the Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, we have Golden Mike Worthy only in Burbank. We have an extended study this. We also have an extended Uh, a segment where you send in questions. It's like a ripoff of Ask Ben. And then we also have Don't Stick to Sports. That's quite the menu, uh, Gascon, for today's podcast. We'll see if we can actually pull it off.
3: I I think we can, especially because I'm loud, proud, and uh, in charge, and you feel like you are fully recuperated from your uh, gallbladder uh, mishap.
7: Well— Mostly, although my my latest issue is that the wound is he- healing, and I it's at the point now where I want to scratch it. I want to pull this like the wound, the top of the wound off. Did the main- you,
3: so you had stitches that were yanked out, but did any of them were any of the stitches dissolvable stitches?
7: Uh, no, no, they were not. They, no. they, they took I had a bunch of staples in one part of my chest yeah. and then I had little the other ones are not that big a deal. They're little little small minor incisions. and they, that those don't bother me. but the main one, uh, I just want to take my fingernails and pull the scab off. I think it would feel so good.
3: Well, don't forget, whatever you do this time around with post-surgery habits, we get to live stream your colonoscopy next year. So we're all looking forward to that. Yeah, so, well,
7: that'll, so. be, that'll be exciting. An
3: annual tradition, that. Ben Maller in the uh, ICU.
7: Thank you. Well, only working with you, and I want to point out, I will win some kind of award from iHeartMedia for coming in a day early to do this podcast because we typically record on a certain day, but Gascon uh, decided that he had to book something during that window—the holy window, the Goldilocks zone—yeah, for I, podcasting.
3: I love how you take shots at some of the broadcasting uh, efforts that I have, and yes. uh, they don't line up with your uh, with your genre. So, well, it is all
7: about me, but I, I, you know, Howard Stern wouldn't do this, Colin Cowherd wouldn't do this, but here I am. Uh, I am able to change my schedule. The flexibility, the adaptability that I have to do this guest guy. I again. Uh, you, you'll be buying me a meal to make up for the inconvenience you have provided me, and I look forward to that.
3: Speaking of a meal, I'm happy uh, what, to wait, report that no, we'll wife. get to
7: that. It's we we'll get to that. Don't get ahead of us. Uh, all right. Let's start with the golden mic. Uh, Everyone wants to know, Gascon, everyone wants to know what was it like. Magical television, the podcast duo, United, on camera, the Fox Sports Go app. It was an amazingly competitive high school football playoff game in Southern California with Jay Sarah and Centennial. And we had it last Friday. We were there out in the IE, just near Riverside calling that game and I guess I thought it went pretty well Uh, the game was terrible it was it was a pathetically bad game and uh, but I had fun
3: yeah I I think in honor of of a great gymnast uh, Simone Biles I think we stuck the landing yeah I think uh, most importantly if anyone's curious we did the open on one take and one take only that's right which is important I will say with the open though you look like you were swimming in your attire. Yeah, and
7: I well, got- I, I was because I have my all my clothes are from when I was like a lot fatter, so I don't have any skinny clothes, and I won't buy them. Yeah. because I'm still trying to lose weight, and clothes are expensive, and also I I figure my wife's always like, oh let's go buy clothes. I'm like well no because like last time I lost a lot of weight, I bought some new clothes, and then I gained the weight back, but I'd gotten rid of my old clothes. Well, don't get don't pile the weight back on, dummy. Well, no, I don't plan on piling the weight back on. I didn't plan on piling the weight back on when I lost the weight initially. But uh, most people that lose a lot of weight, they gain a chunk of it back, and that's what happened to me. But now I've lost most – not most, but a lot of what I had gained uh, back.
3: Yeah, and just to tell the audience how bougie you are, you actually showed up to the game with a stylist and a makeup artist, which is bullshit. (laughs) I did not. uh, I was independent.
7: I had my posse with me. I had the Maller posse yeah. that was keeping me company there and following me around. And I'm very happy to report to the militia behind the scenes uh, that Gascon almost got his car towed <laughs> at the high school football game but was able to talk the rent-a-cop to not tow his car in a heated conversation. This is what I showed up to. I go there, I park, and Gascon – is like nose to nose with this rent-a-cop who's, who's ready to throw down and you know you call call the police in there, uh, call a tow truck and have Gascon's car towed away again. Parking, Gascon. Uh, he, parking is the devil for you.
3: He asked, "What am I doing here?" And I'm like, well, "What are you doing here?" He's like, "Who are you?" And I'm, I said, "I'm David. Who are you?" <laughs>
5: and,
3: he said, and he said, well, why are you parking here? And I said, well, because I was told to park here, so I'm going to park here. Yeah. And then he says, well, I don't know who you are. I was like, I don't know who you are either. What do you want? And then I told <laughs> uh-huh. him I worked, eventually work for Fox. He's like, well, you didn't say that. And I said, well, you yeah. didn't ask. And wow. then he went on his way.
7: You did escalate the situation,
3: though. I, I probably did. You did. But you the did. fact that he didn't know what was going on when somebody else that he works with allowed us to park there it yeah. was a little aggravating.
7: Well, I was and- just happy. I felt like I won the day because I didn't have to pay for parking. The fact that they charge for You're parking welcome. at a high school football game
3: You're welcome. is fascinating. Well, they charge at the gate for people to enter. They charge for I condiments for free. and food and it's drinks. Yeah. I-, I, did, I did something for you, Ben, that you have never done for me. I got you free parking. I got you <laughs> compensated for your work, uh, I get well, you comfortable had, seating, no, 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 and I no, no. got you dessert.
7: I want to tell you, the people that run the Fox Sports Go app or that company, uh, they've not sent a check yet. I do not have any compensation. So it is just hearsay that I am going to end up getting paid. There is no actual factual uh, check that has arrived yet with the dollar amount said to be paid to me that broadcast
3: well for the record you need to fill out a w-9 and an invoice and if you're not too lazy to do that and email it back to the people that i directed them to yeah uh, then that'll happen
7: well so. i've never got an email with the w-9 form to fill out it's
3: online be- you can just go to www.gov.com uh, no nah, nah, nah.
7: i'm uh, i need it handed to me
3: that's how i operate i need it. that's how oh, I you work. want to you want a script handed to you so you can what
7: well, i want to be like
3: you oh
7: yeah I, I mean, I know that whole opening you scripted it out, man. You had it all right there on a teleprompter. I mean, who use a teleprompter for a, a live sports broadcast? We did not David have a Gascarin. teleprompter. You're like Obama I, I, with the teleprompter. No, no, reading off the prompter. No, no, no. Your just... nickname's Prompter. That's your new nickname, Prompter Gascon. Prompter G. Yeah, I, Prompter. I, That's how you do it, man.
3: I will. Uh, I will acknowledge the fact that the uh, the hat and the black and blue checkered plaid uh, coat were were, uh, were dashing.
7: Yeah, I like that. Like if I if I uh, you know we'll, we'll talk about the future. Who knows? But if I do more of that stuff w- anywhere, I, I would like to get more. Uh, I want to channel my inner the late Craig Sager, and we talked about it. We kidded around about that uh, yeah. last week. And Don Cherry, the outrageous outfits on television. I think that's the, the way to go. I, I want to point out though that we promised. I I was not allowed to do the Collinsworth slide. We wanted to do the Collinsworth slide. I had practiced the Collinsworth slide. I had practiced the kind of lean in and smile, goofy. Um, but the setup would not allow that. The way the cameras were set up and the way the, chair, the chairs didn't roll. Like Collinsworth has a chair that rolls in the press box. We uh, we had these little stools that we were sitting on. So I, I could not like move the stool over and slide it, even though there was that nice fake grass there that plastic grass that they had at the high school stadium that,
3: that was the only disappointing part uh, of the night that and you could not show off your uh your football socks
7: yeah yeah i had uh, special football socks because i'm a baller and yeah. i had those on but and your my...
3: pants were so baggy you couldn't even yeah. rock them up so we could take a picture of it
7: well i could have if somebody had asked i would have pulled the pants
3: no uh... because it looked like you were wearing pajamas those things were wow. so big and baggy
7: wow Thank you for that. I mean, my vanity. I really appreciate that. But well,
3: you're, you're like the equivalent of the uh, Josh Baskins in uh, in Big. When yeah, the, when the kid turns to Tom Hanks and Tom Hanks turns young again, mm-hmm. he's got that giant suit on. That was you.
7: Well, I have turned young again. Uh, yeah. So I make uh, you
3: feel young. Let's go through the list, uh, though. You uh, have uh, yes, okay, good. You ahead. have. 2019 you have bit your tongue making a oh, pizza
7: that's right burned and bit my tongue don't gall forget that gallbladder
3: removed that is correct car hit.
7: yes just you, got the mallermobile back you
3: were you wore makeup to a prep game a high school game yes
7: i hadn't been to a high school game since i was in high school probably I hadn't done a tv <laughs> game like that i did tv at nbc years ago but yeah. i that was a studio show i had not done like a since i was at saddleback college i think was the last time i did a, a sporting event on television like that that's so. good yeah, it's it's been been a long time. Now the letter grade, um I, I would see. Now you, you, I feel like you, you'd get like an A minus. I would give myself like a B plus. Uh, but my mate, see you you do this all the time. Like this is your you, you love hanging out at high schools and stuff. Like you're a creeper. You hang out at the high schools and all that stuff. So wow. so I don't I don't this was new to me and you kind of knew the, the the formatics of getting information. That was the hard to me. That was the worst part because I there was not a lot of this high school football.
3: Yeah, you'd have to really appreciate what yeah. I do for research. To, not really, uh, I don't make, appreciate
7: it. But I'm just saying that I I don't for fucks. Sake. I, I when I when I uh, do uh, an, in a show, I I feel like I know everything uh, or most things about the the teams we talk about in pro pro sports and, and big time college sports. Yeah, the information's. Even accessible. Yeah. There was no information. You guys are teenagers. you know. There shouldn't be a lot of information about these guys playing high school football. So that part kind of was like, ah. And I did as much as I could to find uh, information and the coaches were very nice and they were cool and stuff like that. Well, it but, does
3: help that you had a former NFL player as one of the head coaches, which is great. And Pat Harlow. Yeah,
7: Pat Harlow was very nice. His team lost 56 to nothing.
3: Yeah, I think uh, the, com- the come to Jesus moment for me that night was as soon as I mentioned the word, the name General Booty, because then you went on this, let's just all of a sudden name off Chubby Cox, yeah. and Fair Dick, and you No, forgot- no, no,
7: Fair Hooker, not Fair, fair hooker. Dick. Fair yeah. Dick, so that's a that's a basketball player. Fair Hooker is a football
3: player. Wasn't Dick Pohl also a. We
7: didn't. I don't think I mentioned Dick yeah. Pohl. That's a good one. Dick yeah, Pohl, it- the old pitching coach, Rusty Koontz. Yeah. Many people pronounce it Rusty, you know what. But yeah, uh, yeah I
3: could have done that also. You did that. For me, during a high school game, that that's, that's, that's amazing. It,
7: well, I I know you'll you'll get the ratings and all that because it was on the Fox Sports Go app. One thing yeah. about the internet is you have the analytics on exactly how many people are watching. But I'd be I'd love to know. This is one of the great acid tests, guests here. This high school football game, which is a Golden Mike worthy event, is that if we actually had anyone watching in the fourth quarter, that is amazing because. I mean, it was, it was, the game was over at halftime. The game was probably over at the end of the first quarter. (laughs) And, uh, but for anyone to tune in on a Friday night for a high school football game, you know, and, and, you know, there were people on the Malor Militia, like this, like an acid test for the Malor Militia, like your P1, just by downloading this podcast, you're at a higher level, right? Because, I mean, listen, you're out of your way. It's not the radio show. It's different. So you have to download it. So you're at a different level just downloading this. But then to spend your very valuable Friday night, watching a high school football game where chances are you don't have no interest at all because you're not even in southern California. Any of you are in Southern California, you didn't go to those high schools, so who the F cares? Right. And uh, and in the fourth quarter, and I was very proud Eddie when I saw oh yeah, hey, I called Eddie, you Eddie. Eddie. Gascon, gone. I'm tired. Gascon, when I on when they put the graphic up and it said ask Ben, yeah. we did an we did a rogue hostile takeover <laughs> of the high school football broadcast on the Fox Sports Go app. And it, they we did ask Ben. We did a few questions in the fourth quarter. That was great. That warmed my heart.
3: You're you're welcome. It was awesome. You're you're welcome. Well, I'm other, otherwise for you to I, say I thank you.
7: Well, remember I told you I said otherwise I'm going to just leave. Remember I said because it's 56 to nothing. I have things to do. Yeah. And uh, no one's watching. So, uh, but but fortunately, and, and that's the other thing, guest Unlike these other guys, you know, Joe Buck, when he does a game and it's like 28 to nothing at halftime. Joe Buck gives seven different ways the other team can come back. Yeah, I said the game's over. I, I mean, we pretty much. I didn't, I didn't dance around and say, hey, so and so is going to come back. No, I, the game it's over.
3: The, there's a lot of language that's used for pregame, postgame, post-game, and even in-game uh, analysis and commentary. Yeah, but the thing that you hit the nail right on the head is one of the top players for Jay was was out, and you sit in the open. Well, that sucks.
7: <laughs> yeah 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 I got that from sportscliche.com. I got that from sportscliche.com. That's where I learned that from, but uh you but, had, but yeah.
3: You had sports, you got sportscliche.com open during the game on my
7: laptop. By the way, no bad job by Centennial High School. No workable Wi-Fi for the Fox Sports Go crew. So oh. I had to use my cell phone data or data yeah. to uh connect, which was kind of an annoyance uh but that uh, that did happen. So, But anyway, listen, here's the deal. Uh, it was fun. I had a good time. You're very good, Gascon. I don't want to give you too many compliments. You already have a big ego. Uh, people were asking me on email, are you going to do this again? I said, I don't know. That's up to Gascon. That's up to what kind of muscle he has. I also would like to point out to those that think I should be doing every high school game. I don't want to do every high school game. I don't. I, my wife would kill me if I did that every week because I already work five nights a week. I don't see her five nights a week. So if I did that on every Friday, I would probably have to get a divorce. So I don't want to do it, but I wouldn't mind doing it like every once in a while, like maybe once a month or something like that. I wouldn't mind doing that, but that's out of my control. But it was fun. I had a good time. It was a good time.
3: It it was an opportunity for your wife to see you out of your own element and into a different uh, broadcast medium. (laughs) Uh, you, <laughs> broadcast meeting. yeah, internet. because you're, well, yeah, but you're in a in a studio here at Fox Sports Radio, so there's not really an opportunity for her to come in and see what you do, and yeah, uh, when you're over at NBC, when you're on the East Coast, she couldn't go out there to see you, so this is a little bit yeah. different of a of a flavor, and uh, as she said, it got you out of your comfort zone, so.
7: Um, is- yeah, no, it did. It did get me out of my comfort zone. And the cool thing about, and I knew, I remember this when I was doing stuff in college, doing games on local cable television back when that was a thing, um, before the internet took over and all that. But yeah. back in college, I was like, when the only time – You do a sporting event on TV. The only time you're really on TV is the open. And like at the end of the, you know, beginning of the next quarter, you know, when they put you on camera. Otherwise, just like radio. Yeah. You know, you're not on camera. So it doesn't matter. You can just say whatever you want. And, uh, you know, there's photos, but you can talk. Yeah. I I had a lot of fun, Gascon, with the replays. Like recapping the play. I lo- I felt like mad. I gave some booms, bams. Yeah. I gave some of those in the replay game. I had a fun time with that. That was good.
3: And I didn't step on you. Uh, I I got some grades from from my from my dad. Uh, he, you know, he's he's big in the oh, music your old scene. man
7: watched the game. Yeah, he, he, he gave he, some re-
3: feedback and yeah, uh, yeah. says you guys had really good chemistry. Uh, I'm not surprised. Um, I think you should be a. a- you should be the number two on his uh, overnight show, Monday through Friday. I, I
7: don't <laughs> now you, we've tell your pops that you do not do overnights. You, you're you cannot, your body cannot handle the overnight lifestyle. I the grind. I, <laughs> we, we we overnight people are a special breed. Yeah, indeed. And yeah, not you, you, sober. Uh, well, I don't know about that. The people that call up, many of them are not sober. Well, but I don't know what. Well, they're asleep. They were asleep.
3: Yeah, half the people that call are usually asleep, and then you get that little pussy willow, uh, Chris from Houston. So,
7: <laughs> oh, that guy's you, been out of control, man. You gotta come uh, I, I, I had an epiphany the other day. We we've been battling about the Astros for the last like ten days or whatever that since that story came out in the Athletic. My theory is that Chris is he's just being a troll. That he doesn't really believe. He <laughs> said earlier this week that there's no evidence against the Astros. No credible evidence against the Astros. There's hundreds of videos. There's a whistleblower who said what happened. The Commissioner of Baseball is pretty much, you know, beating around the bush about what exactly happened. Ah, oh, there's no evidence. I think he's just doing that because he gets a rise out of me. I, I think that's I, what's going on with that wackadoodle. doodle
3: That's the only deflection he has right now because the Houston Texans got slapped around in Week 11 by the Baltimore Ravens, so he's got nothing else to chew on. Well, no, Plus, he's got the
7: Rockets. Yeah, he's got the Rockets.
3: Uh, it's early in the season. He can't talk about the Rockets or the NBA. Until- well, you can't.
7: According to the ratings, no one's watching the NBA. I mean, I I feel bad. Like, I I like talking, uh, mixing in some NBA with my football. Yeah. Well, and I feel, I feel like I shouldn't do that it's because no one's watching these games. Like, they're getting ratings that are they're, – they're going down to the level where it's like – uh, less than a million people watching a TNT game—that that almost never happened.
3: Well, and that's why Sunday night I told you, or at least I asked you if you could do an opening monologue of Jace, Sarah, and Centennial and how that game wrapped up. But you uh, you refused to do so. So
7: well, I put that in the sixth hour <laughs> with Ben Maller. The sixth hour with Ben Maller and Blind Scott. That podcast, very popular th-
3: podcast. We had so you had people from the UK, from New Zealand, from Australia, anywhere yep. else outside the United States. Anyone in well, Canada?
7: Canada we had yeah well these people I don't know how many of them actually watched I, I had people RSVP like say oh, I'm gonna watch and so and so we had people that were apparently unable to watch because the Fox Sports Go app is only available in certain places that's not true
3: like, I sent it to I sent it to Terry and Terry's in the UK and you, Terry in England yeah yeah, yeah yeah he can't access that stuff so I sent him a link to it and he used the VPN to access the uh yeah, stream, so... Yeah, yeah,
7: no, no, it was cool. I mean, Terry's a big, he's a super fan. Plus, he's got a time zone advantage and all that. It's much, earlier. this was not an overnight. They didn't play the high school game to accommodate me. If it had accommodated me, it would have been much later than the kickoff, because uh, I had to deal with something I don't normally deal with, rush hour Los Angeles traffic oh. to get out to that high school football game. And I am so happy I work overnights and don't have to deal with that. Uh, what a nightmare! What an effing nightmare well, it is. I, I played pea soup uh, or letter. I played the letter game with the and the number game with the. It was like bingo with the freeways.
3: That's well. Did you have any big uh, big lifters, big swingers that were watching this game? Any TV examples?
7: <laughs> well, I, I I know my friend Sports with Coleman had sent a link to Kenny Albert All right. from. From Fox to watch uh, the game Kenny as always lives in a hotel room because yeah. he does a game every night he's in a different city whether it's hockey, mm-hmm. basketball or football. I don't know if Kenny actually watched uh, but he, uh, he had a link. He had an option to watch and then other than that you know there are some super P ones that work in the uh, big powerful positions in media. I don't know how many of them actually watch. They did. They let's just put it. They didn't offer me a contract after the game. They didn't send me an email saying, "Hey, we'd love to hire you. You're uh, wonderful."
3: Did they ask for my contact information?
7: They don't know who you are. They they do not know who you are. I'm sorry. They do not. Uh, they who's uh, who's that? What's that? Yeah, what's his name?
3: Well. Yeah, I had to do as much as I could to publicize my myself because half the game was spent plugging your show. <laughs>
7: I know I was, that was Aspen. pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> I was very, I was very happy. You know, sometimes people aren't very generous, but I you probably figured since it's like you know thirty-five <laughs> nothing, maybe we should just help out and promote something here. Uh, but and, and before I forget, I want to get on to it only in Burbank. Uh, we'll get to that in a minute. But I would like to point out that uh, after the game. Uh, we we were already out in the IE, so we went deep in the IE. We went into the land that gave us Kawhi Leonard, That's Riverside. Right. Yeah. And I hadn't been to Riverside in a long time. Is there actually a river in Riverside,
3: probably. Southern California? It's probably dried
7: up. Okay, I, I've because I've never seen an actual river. in. If your town's named Riverside, there must be a majestic, beautiful river. There was none. Uh, I did not see. But anyway, we were hanging out in Riverside. We went to the Cheesecake Factory in That's Riverside. Right. A fine location, very nice people there at the Cheesecake Factory in Riverside, and I paid for the meal. You paid. Off- I paid for the meal.
3: You paid off a bet. You,
7: you paid- got your little cheesesteak. Yeah, it's a California okay, cheesesteak. And you devoured that. You were like you. It had you. You hadn't eaten in days. Well, that's what
3: happens when one of us actually says <laughs> that they're going to fast and ends up fasting. and Another one <laughs> cheats and eats at twelve o'clock in the middle of the day.
7: Yeah. Well. uh, one of us is married, and their wife dragged them to a family lunch with the in laws oh. to have a nice meal. And I was forced. I was like, well, maybe I'll just have a glass of water and I'll have some nice conversation. No, you're eating. So I had to eat.
3: So. And I gave you some great apple cake as well. One of our oh, my products. God. That apple
7: cake was amazing. We talked about that on the game if you watched it. But that, I. I well, you got to get more of that, man. Yeah. You got to sell that stuff. Is what you got to <laughs> do. I don't know what's in that, but that's amazing. That apple
3: cake. Yeah, that uh, I think that kind of rivals anything that uh, Tammy has gotten us throughout the years because that uh, that dessert was fantastic. So. Well,
7: Tammy's hooked us up. I, you know, I had a listener send me a whole bag of Cadbury eggs. I love Cadbury eggs. Those are good. Those are wonderful. Yeah. And but Tammy's uh,
3: gotten us tarts though and cakes. And oh stuff. yeah.
7: Well, Tammy had a hookup at this bakery in L.A. for One of her down. friends, and uh, it's not unfortunately it's not around anymore. But they that's the, the bakery made these amazing cakes back a couple years ago. Probably why I gained all my weight back. We had like uh, a camel cake. Yeah. Remember I did a rant about Adrian Peterson having a camel at <laughs> yeah. his birthday party, yeah. his 30th birthday party, and they and she had a cake design with a camel. They, they had a Chuck the Condor uh, recreation, which was amazing. These were th- works of art, Yeah. these cakes. And I, I hope that whoever was behind the woman behind that bakery, I hope she's doing okay because she's really talented. Like She's a really good baker, that, and she should be doing stuff, making money doing that, that.
3: That reminds me, since you love documentaries so much, and we're talking yeah. about baking and cooking, you need to go on Amazon Prime and watch this documentary called Charged. Charged. I will leave it at that. But okay. you right. watch it, and if anyone's watched it on Amazon Prime, don't spoil it for Ben. Please do not. But it is a documentary that, as soon as you start watching it, you're going to be like, "What the fuck am I watching?" But Charged. you will. Yes, okay. it I'm, is. Right
7: now, I'm watching. I'm going through. I love the toys that made us. I just watched the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh. episode, which was fascinating. Uh, I love it, and I'm told that Amazon Prime. I think we talked about this last week somewhere. I don't know. It was here or the radio show that. Uh, a comedian who's a fan, uh, he said that all of the Ken Burns documentaries are available now on Amazon Prime. And so there's like he, he did one about country music, which is actually more of a thing about radio and stuff like that. So I am uh, looking forward to getting some of that. But I don't have a lot of time doing these high school football games on the weekend, guess God. I did not. My, uh-huh. my documentary watching time went way down because Friday nights I, I yeah. usually watch a lot of well, documentaries. What do you
3: want to do? Sit around and watch a documentary or go do a game and get paid? A 56 to nothing game and have to.
7: I didn't actually get paid as much because I have to. Do a, I have to, would you
3: rather do a podcast and not get paid for that.
7: Well, I, don't, of that. I would never do a podcast that I don't get paid for, Gascon, unless I would. Yeah. I would never do that unless I would do a podcast and not get paid a cent.
3: And we're on Apple the TV. I'm happy to report that. Oh, is that right? We're on Apple TV. I Shout should.
7: out my homeboys on Apple TV. Yeah,
3: yeah. that's good. That is good.
7: We just, yeah, we're everywhere, man. We're everywhere. It's like that Johnny Cash song, everywhere, man. Yeah. I've been everywhere. <laughs> I'm on the w- dusty Winnemucca Road.
3: Uh, you're a married man. I don't think you want to admit that from an national, international anything like, I
7: don't mean like that, but uh, you know, there, there is actually a Winnemucca Road. Did you know that? That's a famous line in a Johnny Cash song. It's outside Vegas. And I told my wife, I said, next time, I'm going to go to Vegas over the the, uh, the Gap. if I take some time off at the end of the year. And I might might head to Vegas, and I said, we got to. I'm going to go outside Vegas and go to Winnemucca Road just to take a photo <laughs> with the Winnemucca Road sign. That's what my move's going to
3: be. Wait, are you going to eat some chicken fingers with it? Uh,
7: Yeah, of course. I'm all about the chicken fingers, man. I mean, right.
3: Why not? That's good. We, I haven't
7: had – I had I had chicken fingers with you. It was fine. It was a good meal. They were. Meal.
3: The, the, the missus had a salad. I had a California cheesesteak.
7: We had a lot of bread. A lot of bread.
3: I devoured the bread, yes. You did. I love the bread, too. I had no alcohol. You should be happy.
7: Yeah. But I want to point out, since I had to pay for your meal, that it actually cut down on how much I made during the high school football game. You know, I haven't made anything. You paid off a
3: bet you paid off a bet yeah that's exactly right. what you
7: did. Uh moving on get anything else you want to add before we move on from no i big thanks to worthy. people
3: that actually listened or watched yeah or at least downloaded you. or appeared to we got very little fat shaming which was awesome we didn't get as <laughs> much uh, hateful comments
7: i got a lot of comments about my hat people were fascinated some said i pulled it off other people said i should just let my bald head uh, be shown on television uh, so there was that which was pretty good and Again, for those of you that have been emailing me, I don't know that that will ever happen again. It might happen again. I don't know, but it's uh, that's up to the powers that be. All right, so moving on from that, uh, only in Burbank. Only in Burbank. So on Saturday, the day after our high school game, updating my life, my my dad is a huge fan of Dennis Prager, my old man Dennis So Dennis Prager had a documentary that came out and it was actually playing in movie theaters, but it was very select movie theaters, and it was a limited release. And I didn't know how long it was going to be in theaters. I, I didn't have that information, and so anyway, I felt like you know what, let me do a solid for my old man. Let me let me do a solid for my old man. So why don't uh, you know why don't we go out and uh, and I'll, I'll take him to see the movie. The problem was it was only playing in Burbank right only in Burbank but my dad who never leaves the Orange County area where he lives the OC cuz you know he's old and he doesn't like leaving the OC he uh, very rarely comes up here uh, etc so so anyway uh, I convinced him to drive to the Maller Mansion the uh, second Maller Mansion he lives at the original OG uh, Maller Mansion and so he showed up and I drove him the rest of the way to Burbank and it was no safe spaces with the documentary it was Dennis Prager, and it was uh, Adam Carolla's documentary. And it was about the uh, the college campuses now, and there, anything you don't agree with, you want banned from college campuses. And uh, yeah. uh, it was pretty good. I, I liked the documentary. I thought it was good. My dad enjoyed it. He was happy to get out of the house, and he was really happy. I bought him popcorn and paid for the movie. He was very happy about that. He enjoyed that very much. Uh, so fine, you know, we watched the uh, watched the documentary, did our thing, and all that, and uh, and and then, so we watched it, we had our we had our fun, and then afterwards we're walking back. They had a little street fair in Burbank, walking around, doing that, you know, and all that. Uh, and then I go to the parking garage to leave the parking garage, and as I am leaving the parking garage, I'm stuck in traffic. There was a lot of traffic in the parking garage. And uh, hand to god uh, driving past me in a blue beamer was Adam Carol, <laughs> who had been apparently the next showing. Adam uh, was going to give a spiel about the documentary, but I can I went to the early showing because that was the only one I could make because I had some other plans and all that. Uh, but yeah, I mean that, that only happens in Burbank where you can see a documentary where someone is in the documentary, and then you know two people, you know, semi-famous uh, people, and then. As you're leaving the parking garage, you see the person that was in the documentary. It, it was it's crazy, man. Was it good? Uh, the documentary, yeah, yeah. The documentary was pretty good. I, I enjoyed it. You know, I, 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 well, part of it I agree with. It. I think it's ridiculous. I, you know, my, I grew up with disagreement, and I'm fine with disagreement. I have no problem with disagreement. And uh, I think it's ridiculous the way people react. We had that stupid Charles Barkley story earlier this week right. uh, where uh, someone was told a joke by Barkley and uh, tried to, to make herself the story. And uh, these things just annoy me. So I, I was I, – I did enjoy it. I thought I thought it was pretty good. You should check it out. I think it's still playing, actually, if you have a chance. I know you're very busy with these high school games.
3: But, well, I, you know. I commute all around the Southern California area, so that includes – uh, yeah. Driving to Arizona to go to go see your ass and certain holiday parties now, and uh, uh-huh. I could do that if it's in Burbank. It's it's not too far away from our Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, but I could I can certainly do that. It's uh, yeah. I, I'm surprised. The
2: 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans, and yet there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates, young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from the Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. The journey to a smoke free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zen for a spin. Zen nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction anywhere After your 10-day trial, let us know what you think. If Zen isn't for you, no hard feelings. It's that simple. Order online at Zin.com. That's Z-Y-N.com to start your new journey today with the Zen 10 Challenge. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical.
3: is that it's not in, in many more theaters but
7: well, it might be now but i i didn't want to take the chance because sometimes these things these documentaries my wife by the way doesn't like to watch documentaries in the theater she thinks that uh, it's only for blockbuster movies you should only watch documentaries like on netflix or amazon prime so she she, wasn't, uh, she had a baby shower to go to anyway, so she she wasn't that into it. Be sure to
8: catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Thunderstruck. Adjective. Shocked and amazed by the power of fun on Carnival. Riding Bolt, the world's first
3: roller coaster at sea. Brian got thunderstruck so hard, his 93-year-old grandmother felt it 3,000 miles away in Nebraska and immediately booked a cruise. Hooray! Get thunderstruck starting at 289. Carnival. Choose fun. Cruises are in US dollars per person, double occupancy, taxes, fees, and port expenses additional. Restrictions apply. Full details on carnival.com, ships, registry, Bahamas, Panama.
4: Look through your children's eyes to see the true magic of a forest. It's a storybook world for them. You look and see a tree. They see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky. They see treasure and pebbles. They see a windy path that could lead to adventure. And they see you, their fearless guide through this fascinating world.
8: Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the
7: United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Uh, But uh, moving on, study this, Gascon. That's right. Everything's working now, Gascon. We can move on to study this. I know you're excited. Yes?
3: Yes, of course.
7: All right. These are actual studies. Now, the way this works, uh, I love these studies, and we determine... On the fifth hour with Ben Maller, whether these studies are legit or they're bullshit. All right? Uh, We believe them or not. Now, the first study is all about dirty tech. Now, they say that tens of millions of people carry their smartphones with them, obviously everywhere. I mean, if you have a smartphone, uh, you're going to the bathroom, you're going to the shower, you're going to make love. You've got the smartphone right next to you. Yeah. Right? Uh, We all do it. And so uh, here's the thing. Um uh, the phone is exposed to whatever bacteria we are exposed to. Like yes. and, and we wa- but most of us wash our hands, right?
3: Yeah, most of us do.
7: Yeah. According to a new survey of Americans and their cleaning habits, how many what percent I'm gonna give you a percentage? What percentage of people have never cleaned their phone? What percentage oh. of Americans have never cleaned their phone?
3: I'm gonna say eighty four percent. I
7: mean I mean you just ruined it. It's not eighty four percent. Because you got to remember, people have to admit to it. A lot of people won't admit to not cleaning their phone.
3: Well,
7: I... All right. All right. ruined the bit. That's 23%. Okay. 23. One what? in four. One in four people have never cleaned their phone. One in four. All right. right? All right. And uh, they say they, they broke it down by gender. It said more than one in four men have never cleaned their phone. It's like 26%. I can, I can believe that. Uh, one in five women have actually admitted to... Not washing their phone at all. And as far as how dirty phones can get, according to this study, the researchers estimate that a regularly used smartphone, uh, you're out and about, hustle and bustle of the big city yeah. uh, that has never been cleaned, has more bacteria, they say, than the entire household bathroom that you are holding in your hand if you never clean your phone. The, you might, you're might you holding a toilet yeah, in your hand. A phone full of shit. Do.
3: Yeah, Uh, And think about this, because not only are you holding your phone, but also your earbuds, which I I doubt there's a high percentage of people that clean their earbuds. The earwax, the earbuds get dirty no matter where you put them. If you put them down, if you put them in a bag, you put them in your glove compartment box, those get dirty. Most people, I I eventually guess a lot of people don't wash their hands for some reason after they use the restroom, after they relieve themselves or have sex or eat food or any of that stuff, you included
7: Hey, uh, by the way, by the way, uh, the uh, I'm going to go on a rant about headphones. Like these expensive headphones, hundred fifty
3: dollars, yeah, uh, for who, the earbuds. No, I I can't. What do a it.
7: scam! I can't. I, I don't. I don't get it. I know it's cool. and You're hip like that. I don't know. I'll go to the Dollar Tree or whatever and get headphones. I don't need that. But I, I have nice headphones for radio. But I'm a professional broadcaster, plausibly a professional broadcaster. But. Really?
3: Earbuds? Yeah, but you're one of those old folks that has to hold your phone to your head when you drive in your car, right? Uh, No. I, what do, you mean? do you have hands-free in your car? Yes. You do? Yes. That car's like 30 years old. Is it it's just not the, 30 years old, you the, schmuck. The paint job is. Yeah, It's not 30. How dare you? Well, most right. people have hands-free. So if you can be hands-free and not have to worry about cables and cords and all that stuff when you're working out or walking or or at work, then why not? It's a combination. I couldn't use it because I'd lose it. That's my problem. I'd drop it. It'd fall out my ear. I'd step on it. I'd break I it. I used to have a
7: Bluetooth back in the day. Yeah, of course you did. A Bluetooth did
3: you have your right day? your right pant leg folded up, too? Wow. It was like the FUBU attire? Ben Mallard and uh, FUBU?
7: Oh, anyway, just to finish this. Uh, <laughs> I'm moving on. I'm ignoring you. Uh, the Here's the various forms of bacteria and disease. Strep, staph, and E. coli Ooh. all could be on your phone. So...
3: Yeah. E. coli on my phone?
7: Yes. You especially, probably. The places you go and the people you hang out with.
3: I I I hang out with some fine people. I don't know about that. I I hang out with some wonderful people. That's not what I hear. Ah. not what I...
7: I do notice, though, when you go hang out with these certain people, you suddenly stop returning my text. I, I guess it's easy to figure out when you hang out with these certain people, suddenly you don't get back to me. Uh, it, it's a giveaway. It's a dead giveaway. Cause normally you're, uh, whenever I text you, uh, you will get back to me like within a second because you have no life, but, uh, occasionally you have a life and you don't get back. To me.
3: That's, that's the spice of life, right? You got to have a little bit of variety in the life. That's exactly what I have. Uh, I don't know about that.
7: So right. essentially you're whoever you hang out with there. These people do not allow you access to your phone.
3: That's not true. I am a, an accommodating person when uh-huh. it comes to text messages and phone calls, but I tried to keep myself on the subject or the individuals that I'm hanging out with and not stuck to my phone because I am like the majority of the people in the United States. I can't get rid of my phone. And so I got issues with it. So it's like glued to my hip. So it's nice to unplug and escape for, for a short period of time. All right. All right. Next study sports hyperbole. Why are you dismissing what I do with my phone? Cause I don't believe you.
7: All right. Sports <laughs> hyperbole hyping up one team or athlete over another now, we know that it's good for the box office. It's good for sports radio. It's good for television ratings and professional sports. But a new study done by Duke University oh, boy. claims that if the players on the other side of the field pay too much attention to all the hype and all the noise, it will negatively affect their performance. How about that? They, uh, they studied tennis matches and over five million online chess matches, mm. and they determined this uh, research. I think this is, I think this is bullshit. Uh, but those are my... two
3: isolated one. It's an individual sport. I would yeah. imagine if you use golf in that same kind of testing, it'd, be, it'd probably be similar.
7: Well, my experience as a gambler, and we do Benny versus the Penny, which will be up later. But my experience as a gambler is. Typically, a lot of hype affects the people you're hyping. Yeah. See the Cleveland Browns. See Baker Mayfield. These people start buying into the hype that they're God's gift to whatever sport, and they whether they don't put the work in or they just let it get to their head, um, that's my experience, that it actually hurts more the people that are being hyped up than the other team. I would think, as a competitor, if you're on the other team, you would love the opportunity to bring them down a couple of notches, right? Wouldn't you love
3: that? Yeah, of course. The underdog role is something even the Patriots kind of revel in at times, and that's what you want to have. Do you gamble on tennis, by the way? Oh, God, no. I do. No. Football and tennis. A little bit of baseball, but if you can gamble on tennis, you don't have as many outlying factors that – go into the results of the match which is yeah. beautiful
7: well that's because you live near the pacific ocean see i don't so the further the you get away from the pacific because that's tennis people you live near tennis people no, you I grow do up not. in the one percenters and all that with the tennis people I- i'm out here with the working man
0: there's a lot happening these days but i have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. just ask one of the millions of people who have achieved lasting change. You have lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zin. Find your Zin online or in a store near you at Zin.com find. That's Z slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical.
7: I'm a blue-collar guy. Blue-collar people aren't tennis people. That's not true. We aren't. (sighs) I speak for all blue-collar people. We're not.
3: (laughs) You definitely do not. Yeah.
7: All right. Uh, Moving on. Robotic jousting. How about this one? Oh, no. Uh, This is, again, kind of tied with the last story. Although it's a different study. This is from Carnegie Mellon University in Pittsburgh. Trash talk hurts even when it comes from a robot. How about that? Uh, The uh, study from uh, Carnegie Mellon determined and demonstrated that disparaging words can fluster an opponent no matter who or what utters them. That's right. According to a new study, humanoid robot Pepper <laughs> mocked and taunted game players admiring zingers like, uh, administering rather zingers like, I have to say you are a terrible player, and over the course of the game, your playing has become confused. And uh, they claim that this did work, and it did cause the other person to uh, perform more poorly.
3: I forget what country it is. I think it might be China. But did you know they are manufacturing robotic men to act as boyfriends and husbands now for women?
7: Well, I know they have robotic women, androids, that men enjoy. Maybe not as girlfriend or wife, but doing other things with. Yes.
3: Like what, cooking?
7: Yeah. Remember during the Olympics in, uh, was it Russia? They had brothels with androids.
3: Oh, that's right.
7: <laughs> Remember that? They, right, yeah. you, you go in, and which makes you wonder: it's not a person; it looks like a person, but is that is that cheating? No, you're it's... in a dungeon somewhere with an android. Is that cheating? Is it, is it cheating
3: if you don't finish?
7: Wow. Well, you would know more about the, you'd know more about that. But no. I, I, I finish what I start. That's what I do. Why well, Usually too soon. But anyway, all right. Uh,
8: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific.
7: Moving on, uh, genetics of veggies. Genetics of veggies. Now, I love this story, and I will use this story. I will put this in my back pocket, and uh, and this is from the University of Kentucky School of Medicine in Lexington. All right. Uh, says, if you've never been able to enjoy the taste of vegetables like broccoli or Brussels sprouts, uh, and you can't understand how other people actually do enjoy the taste, it turns out. That you may be going through an issue that you have different taste buds when you bite into a fork full of veggies. I believe that. According to a new study, uh, and I think I have this, uh, it's preliminary research, but they they said that a certain percentage of people carry a specific gene that makes certain foods like broccoli, Brussels sprouts, and vegetables in general, um, most of these heart-healthy vegetables taste bitter. And they don't want to eat it because it doesn't taste right.
3: Yeah, but don't – well, my taste buds evolved throughout the years. When I was a kid, I hated squash. I hated Brussels sprouts. I hated broccoli. I hated peas. And now I eat all that stuff. A yeah, I eat, I eat none
7: of it. I still have the diet of a, a nine-year-old. Yeah, you do. Uh, that's what I still have. I'm proud of that. Really? Um, and, they, and they say that – the, those carrying this taste gene are much more likely to have a harder time incorporating, obviously, vegetables into their diet. They say it impacts roughly 25% of the public suffer from this uh, gene mutation, wonder, if you will.
3: I wonder if that works out for alcohol, too, because my, my palate for alcohol has changed over the last 10 to 15 years. You love the
7: booze now. You're no, all about but
3: I, I went from, I guess, beer when I was younger to Red Bull and vodka to Bombay Sapphire and Tonic and now I'm on a whiskey and scotch
7: yeah well you just like to it's for, for social reason you like the taste of
3: alcohol who likes the taste of alcohol though? yeah certain things are just good man I, I enjoy them wine's uh, tasty Saki's really good we'll talk about that when we go to Japan next year yeah well when we get paid
7: by the J- the chamber of commerce in Japan <laughs> which will be after I get paid to go to New Zealand and hang out with our friends in New Zealand and all that All right, more of these studies. It's uh, Study This, this portion of the podcast, brought to you by nobody. Uh, Shark food. All right, shark food. Scientists are testing shark bite-proof wetsuit material. It's made from uh, fabrics that incorporate ultra-high molecular uh, weight polythene fibers, whatever that is. I think I butchered that, uh, one of those words. Uh, But they claim, and it's, uh, it's early in the research, that this, Will reduce the amount of bleeding when you get bitten by that great white shark when you're swimming out in the ocean. It's great. It's exactly what I want to have. How would you like to be one of the people that test it though? <laughs> don't you have to have this on and have a shark bite you to find out whether or not it works? You get a... No? I don't know. How else would you test it?
3: Um... I guess you could
7: put it on, you know, robots and have things bite
3: down, but it's not the same. You could have different uh cutting cutting attire, cutting hardware to rip up the attire too, right? Uh, Rocks, yeah. scissors, knives. Um, what else can you have? I don't know. Some teeth from an animal. Put it
7: in a wood chipper.
3: Oh, you could do that.
7: Yeah. yeah. All right. The um, last one. Money matters. All right. Money's Especially money. for you.
1: I bet you're smart. Yeah. And you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post
4: Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to
1: Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow.
2: The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zen for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction anywhere, After your 10-day trial, let us know what you think. If Zen isn't for you, no hard feelings. It's that simple. Order online at Zin.com. That's Z-Y-N.com to start your new journey today with the Zen 10 Challenge. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical.
7: this is actually something we talked about the other day at our, our meal in Riverside. Uh, husbands uh-uh. are not stressed out. They're the least stressed out, not, no, not stressed out, but they're the least stressed out when their wives earn up to 40% of the household income, meaning that the wives are carrying their weight and providing uh, some, some money. So it's not all the guy uh, coming uh, with the income and all that. But the study indicated that these men become increasingly uncomfortable as the amount of money their wives make, their spouses make, when their wives wages rise beyond the forty percent threshold, the guys become most stressed out when they are entirely economically dependent on their their wife.
3: Oh, I could see that. Yeah. I can believe that. Do you have any friends that uh that married up though. Do you have any friends that? Uh...
7: Yes, I, I. There's a guy I've worked with in radio that that married. Uh, his uh, his wife makes uh, more money than him and, and all that. So I, I I think there's other people too, but that's the one. Yeah. There's one guy in particular. But but this is the thing, man. You, you see, I I love that my wife works and all that. I wouldn't mind if she made more money. To be honest with you, because I I'm always paranoid working in radio that yeah. you, know, you know I'm gonna get stabbed in the back mm-hmm. and the song and dance is gonna come to an end.
3: You know, yeah, it's so. like casino. You get the bats and the cornfields, and then you're game over.
7: Yeah, I feel like it's insurance. you like I, I can just live off her for a while if I have to bury my head in the sand and, uh, and uh, and all that.
3: There's so. a sense of attractiveness when when a female, when an opposite sex, is not only pulling their own weight but also. Making more too, I, I think it's attractive when a woman is just uh, I bet you do. hustling and making yeah. money and bet earning it. Did. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Especially uh-huh. if they're using their potential. I think that's huge. Now, what
7: if what if a woman said to you, "Guess I make so much money. I do not want you to go do these little high school football games. I don't want that." Sam, ha-
3: I am. See, I, I had that in my twenties. You did? Uh, yeah, I, I think I. Yeah. There's always like that one that you, you probably should have married or, or probably should have had. And uh, yeah, in my twenties, before I got into sports casting, even though I wanted to do it, I was in real estate, but I was dating someone for a long period of time. She was really wealthy, was connected to some, some prominent people. And I had a set life and I elected to leave the career, leave the woman of the relationship, and then went back to grad school. And then yeah, I started working for iHeartRadio part time, making $10 an hour. How about that? <laughs> the rest is history, Gascon. The rest is history. You're living the dream. Oh, it's uh, you're the hustle, the dream. man. You can make
7: more working at Jack in the Box, but you're living the in dream. I
3: could be yes. an In-N-Out manager making $125,000 a year. I know. Yeah.
7: Yeah. I, Although, I, there's a guy at the gym that worked for In-N-Out for years. Yeah. And, and not to, I love In-N-Out, but of his story, he worked there for years and he claimed. Once he got to a certain point where his salary got ridiculously high, uh, he got whacked. They <laughs> got rid of him. I could see that. So I guess it happens even in the fast food game. That usually happens in radio. You're you're fine as long as you make a certain amount of money, but if you go over that threshold, uh, you got problems.
3: Oh, that's why I try to diverse the portfolio into radio and TV and digital and even podcasting. So
8: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
6: If I could be you. And you could be me. For just one hour.
4: If you could find a way.
6: To get inside. Each other's mind. Walk a mile in my shoes.
3: Walk a mile in my shoes.
6: Walk a mile in my
2: my
5: shoes. shoes. We've all felt left out. And for some, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council.
4: Like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Learn more at NHTSA.gov the right seat.
3: Visit NHTSA.gov
4: the right seat. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council.
7: It's in the bag. These are listener messages. This is a ripoff of Ask Ben. Your questions, our answers. And here it is in the bag. Uh, Dave from Medford, Oregon writes and he says, What was the first poster in your bedroom? First poster in your bedroom that you remember, uh, I probably had some superhero poster, Dave, but the first sports poster I remember I had, a Reggie Jackson poster, the old Hall of Fame slugger from back in the day. Angel,
3: I, Yankee, what was Mr. he? Mr.
7: October, yeah. I think it was with the Angels at that point, but I I had a uh, Reggie Jackson. What, what about you, Gascon? You probably like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, maybe no, Power ca- Rangers.
3: Cartoon uh, was a Transformer cartoon. Uh, Poster, like probably Optimus Optimus Prime or Jazz. Sure. Um, Or for professional athletes, I I probably had a John Elway poster or two. I got a lot of Denver Bronco attire, like Elway's helmet, autographed, authentic, a jersey, a throwback one that's been signed. Well, I like the
7: throwback Bronco helmet, which is better than the yeah. current Bronco helmet. Those are good. I anyway. got a
3: Vince Scully jersey. Like on the Dodgers jersey, it just says Scully in the back with we're a not, microphone.
7: We're not, we're not asking. I don't think Dave's asking for your memorabilia commercials. Well, this is a podcast. we kind of
3: freelance. I don't have to go by his rules. Wow. What's wrong with you? I mean,
7: okay. I, I have. Uh, you Can't know, you ele- let me elaborate into, a little bit? Want to get into a pissing match? I have baseballs from the World Series. You want those? I got those. Two <laughs> I, hope of those I hope it's
3: not from 2017.
7: Uh, well, it's actually from 2018. Oh, even
3: that. worse. What the hell's wrong with you? Uh, no, I know.
7: It was from the game they won.
3: Oh, uh, the anyway. Game.
7: All right. All night, Mike from Tucson, Arizona writes in. He says, uh, with the holidays coming up, what's an appropriate gift to get your girlfriend if you've been dating less than a year? And how Lingerie. much do I spend on her?
3: Lingerie, baby. Eh. I'm all good about lingerie for a woman, yes.
7: No, we even love the lingerie. I think the lingerie does more for the woman than the man, I
3: believe. Uh, I think uh anytime if she's – lingerie is good. Um, some, some bottoms for pajamas are always good with a nice sweater, depending on the state that you live in. Uh, I know East Coast, if you do some Uggs, are great. Gloves, are, of course, are great. Beanies are good. Lotion is fantastic for women. Um, anything else, dating advice you need, Ben, or –
7: yeah, see, my advice would be all night, Mike, you're supposed to break up with your girlfriend now before the holidays, before Thanksgiving and Christmas, because then it gets awkward. And then you, you probably should stay broken up until mid-February and then get back together with her. Mid-February? Because that's mean? when that's when Valentine's Day is, so you want to avoid Valentine's Day. So you got to get through Thanksgiving, Christmas, and Valentine's Day. So you should be single from late November. Dump your girlfriend just before Thanksgiving That way you don't have to worry about meeting the family and meeting her family. So you avoid that. You dodge that bullet. Then you dodge Christmas. And then in January, you got football playoffs, so you don't have to worry about your girlfriend taking your attention from you. And then in February, you've got Valentine's Day. So you wait the day after Valentine's Day. So I was thinking about you. And then you get back together. Boom, done.
3: Well, see, here's the luxury, though, is if you've been dating her for a long period of time, then you could be on the outs because once the New Year's Eve hits, she'll be thinking new year, new me. And you'll be on the move if you have not proposed to her anytime soon. So
7: Yeah, that's true. But most yeah. people's New Year's resolutions, they uh, like three days later, they're back to doing what they said they wouldn't do.
3: Well, I could safely say I've been a part of that statistic. So I, yeah. I can I can pledge to uh, maybe hold on a little too long before you get ousted. So...
7: I love that you had a whole list of things to get your girlfriend. You've clearly had a lot of girlfriends over the years. And-
3: I know how to treat women. I know how to take care of them. Right. I don't know about that, women take care of me. I'll take care of them. Nothing wrong with that.
7: All right, uh, no lifetime contracts for you though. You've not agreed to a I, lifetime contract with a woman. I. Yeah. I, yeah. What,
3: okay. what do you want from me?
7: Uh, I, I want nothing. I, uh, I want nothing at all. I,
3: I could be. I could be designated as Mister Right now, just not Mister Right.
7: Yeah. Okay. Uh, Mark in Ottawa writes and says, "If you had to choose one of these food items to eat for the rest of your life, which one would it be?" And he lists three things here. Mark in Ottawa, he says, hamburger, hot dog, or pizza. Now, to me, this is easy. I, I you love list radio, Gascon, so this is this is great. Yeah. Um, and I you got to put. Hot dog number three. Yes. Now, I don't, I like a hot dog, but I can't be eating hot dogs the rest of my life. So that's number three. I'd put hamburger at number two. All right. Uh, pizza's number one because there's so many different ways you can have a pizza with the toppings on top yeah. as, as you choose. So if, if you're only going to eat one food item the rest of your life, you choose pizza because it you can make amazing combinations of toppings, and so it's kind of like you're eating other things on top of the pizza.
3: That's true, and I, I agree with that list, especially because we have the great cities of Chicago and New York, so those pizzas are good. Out here in California, ours are a little bit different. We have
7: Kirkland brand pizza, which is wonderful.
3: We got uh, we got Mexican pizza too. New York is pizza's
7: good. overrated. Chicago pizza's pretty good, but New York pizza's overrated. Boston's actually got some good pizza pizza places, which is surprising would, to some.
3: Would you consider a calzone pizza or no? Uh,
7: I do not. No, I do not. I, just like I don't consider a taco a sandwich.
3: Uh, no. <laughs> All right, but yeah, I'll go with that list too because yeah, pizza's right there. You can have anything: thin crust, deep dish. Long and, and uh greasy or the New York style, but whatever. Yeah, I'm good. You can with have that. veggies on
7: top, barbecued chicken, you can do that, you can do the meat, whatever
3: you want. Hawaiian style. I know, the... Like the oh, I know you I'm like the meat. I know you like that. meat. I'm a meat based kind of guy, yeah.
7: Uh Jason from Parts Unknown says, What's Gascon's favorite list? All right, go ahead, Gascon.
3: Favorite list. Yeah. Uh I don't have a favorite list. What do you mean favorite list? Well you a do sports... list radio.
7: You're the OG. Old gangster of List Radio.
3: No, your colleague, Colin Cowherd, actually does that uh, television format. And that kind of leads you into what you do for the night for your monologue. You take whatever sound bites he generates and then you you bleed that into your opening monologues. So. that's right there's a
7: travesty of justice in sports radio but i just pretty much steal all of my material yes. from colin cowherd
3: it's the luxury of having everything yeah, that's podcasted like, so you that's can right. kind of go back and it's you know.
7: great i don't do any prep i i just watch cowherd show i, I scribble <laughs> down a couple of notes and then i just uh, roll in here and let it rip that's how i do it yeah the it's
3: a good, good way to do it the most nauseous lists of all time got to be the top 10 uh, teams of all time, or the top 10 quarterbacks of all time. Uh, no, you're wrong. Top 10 defenses we of all time. We are
7: heading 10. in. Next week is Thanksgiving. And we, I don't know if we're going to do a podcast. Oh. Are we doing a podcast
3: next week? I thought we were supposed to do it at a designated fire station. I have a buddy of mine, uh, Patrick yeah. in Norwalk, Station 20, I think it is. We can... Maybe go over there. But. Well, I don't know
7: if logistically that'll work out, but I would like to point out that we are heading in, and we'll, maybe we'll do a segment on this, holiday sports radio. Oof. What to look forward to on holiday sports radio. I, I do this rant on radio, but yeah. the podcast guys need to hear it also. And there's certain things you hear Thanksgiving week and Christmas week, and it's a checklist to determine whether your talk Amazing. show host is prepared or is just doing layup line radio. Yeah. Mailing it in, baby, like Manny Machado in the World Series. Mailing it in, baby. Uh, so, anyway, all right. Uh, Mark in New Hampshire says, why is gas can such a fuck-up? It's a good question. Define fuck-up. He did not define fuck-up. Uh, then he's a fuck-up. Okay. Uh, very nice uh, way to treat a listener there. Who cares? What do uh, you him. He's in New Hampshire, man. Come on. The guy's a one Oh, Yeah. Sean in Oceanside says, what's your favorite type of pie to indulge in for the holidays? It's a good question. That's good. Kind of pie. I I'm always banana cream pie. I once I crossed over to banana cream pie. It's always number one. But I love a nice apple pie a la mode yeah. with a scoop of a vanilla ice cream on top. Uh, obviously, traditionally uh, Thanksgiving's more about the pumpkin pie. Yeah. Uh, you feel more like Thanksgiving with the pumpkin pie. Although I don't usually celebrate Thanksgiving anymore, so I don't I don't have much pumpkin pie. But but uh, but you have that. But my my big two are banana cream apple. Anything else Gascon? Uh, you so name?
3: my my grandmother uh, Martha uh, God rest her soul she's a, she was a Mexican woman and it was all about tamales enchiladas, quesadillas during the holidays. but for some reason Ben, she would make this absolutely amazing apricot pie and we never had it warm. She would always have it like cold to almost getting out of the freezer but she would douse it with with sugar. And it was amazing. It was one of the best pies I've ever had. I like strawberry pie. Uh, I like Boston cream pie. But apricot pie straight from when I was a kid with my grandmother. It, it was dynamite. Well, so. that's
7: nostalgia. Yeah. That's I, pure nostalgia. What's wrong with that? Oh, it's fine. But I'm saying if you didn't have that when you were a kid, you probably would be as a grown-up. You'd be like, oh, that's all right.
3: I had it as a, as a grown-up. You ever had prune pie? No, never. Gives you the runs. I don't like apple. Everything gives you the runs now. It doesn't fucking count. <laughs> Pruned, you can't man.
7: digest anything. No, actually, that's the problem, man. I, I, everyone told me I can't. Uh, I've had more constipation gas. I know you're curious about that than I have. I wish I had the other problem. I was like, "This is great. I can eat whatever I want. It'll run right through me." It hasn't happened. Oh, for fuck's sake! I know. I'm like in the one percent of people that had their gallbladder ripped out, and I,
3: I, I don't. It hasn't
7: really affected anything.
3: I don't think you should be trying it on a regular basis, though, for a couple different reasons. One is to remain out of the hospital.
7: Yeah, well that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, on the weekends, I, like I'm, I'm, I'm in the middle of a fast right now. I, I'm going, I'm doing a forty, probably a forty-five hour fast. I did a, I did a fifty-four hour fast. Did eat from Sunday afternoon until, uh, was it uh, Tuesday night or earlier this week?
3: So, well,
5: you're, you're, what, you're, what
3: are you sighing for? You're losing a lot of weight. I'm happy for you. Well, so. thank you, man.
7: I appreciate You'll- it. I love doing it. I don't mind not eating as long as I get my water. I'm fine. I don't, it's not for everybody. I get it. Uh, not for everybody. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Uh, we have Jose repping the 956. I think that's in, like, Laredo, uh, Texas, I believe, the 956. Brownsville, Texas, if I'm right. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, but from the 956, he says, With the holidays coming up, guys, will you or on Ben be doing any Black Friday shopping? No. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, I will not. Now, um, my wife and I, what we usually had done for like a holiday gift is we would buy something for the or Mansion. We'd buy like a new, uh, very adult, grown-up, boring thing to do. We'd buy like a new microwave or a dishwasher or something like that. But we're trying to save some money, so I don't think we'll be buying anything. Although that is the best day to buy television, Black Friday. If, yeah. you're gonna, if you need a new television, you got to be out there sprinting at the door of Walmart when they open. Although Black Friday doesn't even start on Friday anymore, guess It doesn't start like... It starts like uh, like Thanksgiving morning, or even before that. These Black Friday deals.
3: But in today's in today's digital age, aren't you usually shopping on Amazon Prime now? Anyway?
7: Yeah, but some stores have only in store deals. Like you have to go pick up the item in in the store. So they have that.
3: Yeah, I'm I'm kind of up shit's creek too because most of my family is all female. So I yeah, got, that's
7: tough when you have all women. Yeah, yeah, I
3: got a bunch of sisters and mom's got a bunch of sisters and I got a bunch of nieces, no nephews. Uh-huh. It, it's tough. It's tough sledding for me and then all the all the all your female listeners that I gotta give gifts for too. so it's it's a challenge.
7: You, you know the listener host relationship, you don't actually have to give gifts. Oh, I to women well, just because women listen to the show and very few women listen to sports radio. Uh, you don't have to give every woman who lives in a jerkwater
3: town a gift. Yeah, you don't have but, to do it. But when your listeners specifically listen to your show for me, it's uh, it's a little bit different. Well, that doesn't happen. We know that doesn't That's happen. That's not true.
7: Okay. All right. Mo- more, well, a lot of questions. I want to get to mo- most of these if we can. Uh, this is from Big O, listening to the podcast in Columbus, Ohio, the home of the Ohio State University. Yeah. says, if the moon was made out of spare ribs, would you eat it? Uh, you know, the spare rib, not anti-spare rib, but if it was made out of chicken fingers, Big O, I would devour it. If it was made out of like a cheeseburger or a Philly cheesesteak, I'm all about that action, boss. I don't think I would devour a moon made out of spare ribs. What about you, Gasco?
3: Baby back ribs, for sure.
7: Baby back, baby back,
3: baby back, baby back ribs. Uh-huh.
7: What if it was made out of a blooming onion? Would you eat that?
3: Yeah, absolutely. From right. uh, Outback? Absolutely. As
7: long as the sauce was in the middle of the moon. Of so course. Dip.
3: Got to dip it in, baby.
7: <laughs> Got to do in. the dip, man. <laughs> That's right. All right, Jay from Kentucky writes in and says, Ben, if you were banned from radio or talking about sports in general, where do you see yourself working tomorrow? Uh, okay, I, I would do traffic updates. I
3: <laughs> Shout out, iHeartLA. Uh,
7: yeah, I would work for uh, the uh, traffic bureau. Uh, no, I don't know. I, I, I've always, i always, I've thought about being in real estate. I think you can make a lot of money if you're good at it, and I think that would be fun. I could have some fun. I. I know some people I work with in radio that have gone into real estate. Remember John Fricky, yeah, who's a talk show host. He used to work at Fox. He's in Atlanta. He's he does radio, but he also sells real
3: estate in the side. Well, yeah, that's what I did uh, before I got into this racket.
7: People have said I should become a lawyer. No, uh, I, there's a lot of lawyers. Most of them don't make any money.
3: You got to pay a thousand dollars just to take the bar exam out here in California. But
7: most people pass the bar.
3: No, they don't. Not they the don't. First, not on the first uh, try. They do
7: sixty thousand people a year become lawyers. Yeah,
3: but it's not on the first try. That's what I'm saying. So you're spending a grand just to take the bar exam. You'll probably fail it on your first try. No, so no, the second- I'm not a
7: failure like you are. You oh, don't have any faith in me. You're such a. I do such have a faith hater.
3: in you. You even said you keep all your old rejection emails. I, I, I and have a box in, in my
7: childhood bedroom. Yeah. May my mom rest in peace. She never threw it out. And it has a box of rejection letters from radio stations that Ted told me I wasn't good yes, enough to so work at the radio
3: station. There you go. So you By failed. By the way, you failed. Uh, uh,
7: one of those was WEEI, which I've worked <laughs> for twice Oh, well, you got over fired from twice? Uh, I've worked for them twice. Uh, the station in Seattle, KJR, we're on. Uh, I've been on there for years. Uh, several other stations around the country that I wanted to work at, they would never hire me. And uh, they've uh, now, of course hired me, so screw you.
3: It's amazing how, how much you can really pat yourself on the back during a podcast. It's absolutely amazing. Kind of like
7: talking about how many gifts you buy people like that I'm during gi- a podcast? I'm, 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 you a, know, gi- or I'm a
3: giver. I'm, how great you are with women? I you ac- know, that kind of thing? I, I, I accommodate yeah. your female listeners. You accommodate yeah. the male. I accommodate uh-huh. the female. Okay. I
7: don't know if you know this, but sports radios about the dudes all right uh, it's, it's all about the dudes it's entertainment okay? radio that's what not it is. really is that what this is yeah we don't really talk about sports much i don't think we've mentioned anything <laughs> sports
3: related uh, on this sports with coleman that's what we mentioned
7: yeah we did mention sports with and coleman I, all right um more uh, more questions what would you do gasco if you were banned from from well you're not kind of barely in radio but if you were banned from it like, yeah what
3: would you- I, i'd probably try to do a podcast <laughs>
7: You do a podcast? Would you try to get paid for the podcast, yeah. or just do it for free, like pro bono? I,
3: I would. I would definitely get paid for it. So I, okay. I would definitely make that happen. Real estate's always an option. Uh, PR is an option. Yeah. PR. Uh, Firefighter could be an option. Get too old for that now. You're almost. You know, I'm 60. in great shape though. What's wrong yeah, with you? You're almost sixty. That's yeah, but I can. I could bench press a Buick. Yeah, maybe leg like press. Not looking
7: for guys like you to be firefighters. You know. No. Yeah. No. No, that's what I hear. Uh, John. From I can part- take some
3: glamour shots.
7: Well, you've already done that. Oh. How
3: embarrassing is that? What do you mean it's embarrassing? You had a woman put makeup on you for a high school football for game a, last yeah, week.
7: A, a global broadcast oh, for on the Fox sake. Sports Go app, oh. which is available globally. I mean, come on. That's internet. That's not just local yokel cable television like oh. I used to do back in the day. That's big time. Oh. Every man, woman, and child <laughs> all watching, right? They're on a mission to watch. Watch that. Good That's game. long established. Anyway, uh, what was it? John uh, from Parts Unknown says, "Will you vote for Andrew Yang for president?" Ben, he'll give you a thousand dollars extra every month, and your wife too. That's an extra twenty-four thousand dollars a year. Yeah. That's from uh, from John. Well, listen, I, I Andrew Yang, I don't hate the guy. He seems like a cool guy and all that, but I, I can't vote for any of these politicians, any of the Democrats that are promising to give you everything, because I grew up learning. There is no free lunch. Yeah. That That's going to come from somebody. They're going to raise your taxes. They're going to they're gonna screw some people over to get that money. So it's not like all of a sudden you're a magician, an abracadabra, as a politician. Here's an extra $1,000 a month. That money's got to come somewhere, from somewhere. And so that's my problem. I, I feel like you've got to earn your money. I don't like being given things in general uh, unless I earn them. And so I, I – uh, i will not but i do enjoy him on TV he's a good interview he's a slick talker i think he's a nice guy but i would i disagree with him but isn't he doing that though because he thinks that all these jobs are going to go away anyway yeah and it'll be all robots and so you need
3: to get paid by the mm, government and everything's automation sooner or later
7: all right uh, uh, blake in miami says what menu items differentiate a thanksgiving dinner from a christmas dinner turkey well I'm, i do hanukkah so i don't i don't know but don't i do am christmas? married to a uh a shitza. So what? What? You don't do Christmas? Well, we, we have, yeah. I mean, now, because I got married, but before that, I didn't do it. Uh, yeah. When I was growing up, obviously, I didn't do it. But uh, as a grown-up, I put even Christmas lights up. and uh, We have Hanukkah lights also, so we oh. do both. Um, we mix and match. All right. We mix and match. But um, what differentiates? So I would assume, like, the stuffing. Do you have stuffing on Christmas? No. You don't? No. So the stuffing, do you have yams on Christmas? No. All right, so yams. Uh, Turkey? No. You don't have turkey on Christmas? But no. do you have
3: ham? I'll have ham, yeah. Yeah. Some um, roast beef.
7: Why not have a brisket? Wouldn't that be a good Christmas dinner? Oh, yeah. Brisket. That'd Absolutely. be solid. You gotta make it
3: up a couple notches. You got to learn how to cook, though.
7: You got to learn how to cook? I know how to cook. I'm a fine cook. I cook a lot. No. Yeah. No.
3: There's a reason. I chop
7: the chicken. I do the whole thing. Uh. Yeah. I I have, you know, my new thing is uh, my, I've changed my diet. I used to eat a lot of meat. Now I'm trying to eat more chicken because apparently it's better for you. But the only way I can eat grilled chicken, which is I used to eat just fried chicken. Yeah. The only way I can eat grilled chicken is I have to cut it up into little bite-sized pieces, right? So I get these chicken breasts. I pound the chicken breast with a hammer. And then I get a, I have a, a kitchen scissors, and I have to cut it into, like, little pieces. And then I can eat grilled chicken because if not, I can't eat it. I find it repulsive. You are so bougie. But I, no, I do it myself. I, uh, it's not like other people do it. I I know this is my neurosis, and I I I eat my uh, grilled chicken that way.
3: And you won't go to a fine steakhouse, but you'll chop up uh, poultry and yeah. then chew it into small little bite-sized pieces. pieces. That's
7: embarrassing. Fun size. That
3: is embarrassing. No, it's not. I, it's I, I good. Hope, I hope iHeart Network like cancels this podcast. That well, that would
7: that would be devastating to my bank account. It would help you out because you'd have more time to do whatever nonsense you're doing. And you, <laughs> Might be a soccer game somewhere you can broadcast. Uh, R.J. writes in. He says uh, he's in parts unknown. Uh, he says, uh, "What are y'all's Thanksgiving plans for this year?" Well, I will be doing radio. R.J. Uh, have, uh, I have. I worked on Thanksgiving most years, but I I will be in studio. It's a big football day. A big football day, and uh, I'm kind of down on Thanksgiving, so I will I will be partaking in the the gift of sports talk radio. That's what I'll be doing.
3: Yeah, I will be. I'll be stuck doing sports talk radio uh, middle of the day. So we got the morning games, afternoon and evening time, and I got my family spread out. So part of them are in Canada, other parts are in uh, Alabama, Florida, Texas kind of wanted to go to New York but I'm stuck in in Southern California for Yeah, you're stuck in Southern California. Yeah. Nightmare of nightmares. 70 degree weather, California. sandals. Horrible. It's, uh, gonna nightmare. work.
7: All right, one more real quick. Derek from Derek the chef from Auckland, New Zealand. Nice. Listens to the podcast. Like uh this is actually one of these good questions. Would you rather your parents or your wife be able to read your thoughts? Oh fuck. It's a good question. Now I'm going to go my parents. I'm going to tell you why because my wife would analyze every thought i had yeah she's okay? good okay she's a deep thinker and intellectual and in that department so she would like examine everything she'd give me uh therapy my dad wouldn't pay any attention to my thoughts my mom's um, you know she's gone unfortunately but my dad uh, would not would not he wouldn't even tend to spend a second concerned about my thoughts
3: the real reason is because your wife is a ball buster too so she would absolutely crush you if she could read some of the thoughts that you uh yeah. have swirling around the dome so. all
7: right we got to put the baby to bed gas so we'll do don't stick to sports stories of give me a couple of these stories here and because uh you came in late here we have to put the baby to bed but these are Stories that aren't about sports. Of course, this whole podcast apparently is not about sports, but uh, what do we have today, guys?
3: Uh, How about this one? A civil jury has awarded $58 million to 10 plaintiffs who actually sued a donation facility, Biological Resource Center in Arizona, because basically what they were doing was that they would take these... It was kind of that story that we talked about, I think, before this uh, podcast launched, but this company basically sold corpses... Uh, and they used it for experimental purposes uh, without the family's consent. So yeah. I don't know if you remember that, but the bodies, the corpses were used for testing against IEDs.
7: Yes. Yeah. That was the mom got blown up,
3: right? Yes. Yeah. Without permission. So that was pretty damn good. I don't know if you remember that. That was you know, a couple months ago. That was before uh, we had a letter. Yeah.
7: You love that story. You kept sending me that story. You, that was like your favorite story. You hate moms. You like moms being blown up, apparently.
3: It had nothing to do with that whatsoever. I thought it was just uh, appropriate that someone was getting the, uh, getting hammered for for using bodies as anything else than uh, cremating or you know putting six feet under. So nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you saw the video. Usually you are, well, I don't know if it's you or your wife. It's all about four years. But an Arkansas police <laughs> officer suspended for dancing naked in a nightclub. Read about that. Uh, no, I don't
7: know. Is it, I assume it's a dude. Yeah, yeah. I don't uh, normally go out. Of, I know you like to see men dance naked, but I normally don't go out of my way. I don't cozy up to that like you do.
3: I, uh, I really don't uh, discriminate between male or female dancing. But that. Uh, you're all
7: encompassing, especially when they're naked.
3: I, I would. I don't know what you're talking about. See that
7: thing flying around in the air? You like that?
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> We gotta get the hell out of here.
7: <laughs> is that? Are you, are you? That's it? Yes.
3: It's like uh, it's like prom night for you. It's uh, cut short. <laughs> all right. I finished uh, early.
7: Well, uh, very disappointing, Gascon. Just like your prom date. All right. Very <laughs> nice. Uh, Sweetest honey and all that stuff. All right. Thank you very much. Uh, there it is. Another edition of the Fifth Hour with Ben Maller. Don't forget to download the Benny versus the Penny podcast, which plausibly will be made available for your dancing and dining pleasure a little bit later. Have a great weekend. We'll be back on the Magic Radio Box on Sunday. Sunday, 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 Sunday night into Monday with all the big stories of the NFL weekend. And thank you for subscribing. Tell your friends about the podcast. Tell your friends. And we'll catch you next time.
6: Get right to the romance and find the way to wow this Valentine's with 1-800-Flowers.com. From classic roses and bouquets to decadent chocolate-covered berries, gourmet treats, and more. Surprise your valentine with 1-800-Flowers.com. Right now, get the 18-stem Enchanted Rose Medley for $39.99 or upgrade to 24 red roses for $10 more. Go to 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in.
2: The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road.